Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, welcome to the Party Podcast. On this episode, I'm joined by Jesse Ray. Jesse Ray is a consumer psychologist and CEO of My Marketing Auditors. In this podcast, we talk about consumerism, human psychology, why we buy what we buy, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Parsivity, 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 Tune in. It's um, great to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going, Adam? Yeah, yeah, good, mate. Good. I'm good. It's, um, it's great to have you on. And um, I, I just thought I'd introduce you to basically um, introduce you and talk about like how you got into like psychology and like, you know, consumer behavior and consumer psychology. Because I know you're kind of like heavily into that. Yeah, cool. So um my background is psychology i actually was introduced i went to uc santa barbara and i was actually introduced something called um evolutionary psychology which is really cool so do you know anything about evolutionary psychology no Uh, have you heard of that so it's kind of like um the idea is like a lot of our like uh, things that we do are normal things that we do we're actually like things that were advantageous at one time when we were evolving on the you know like through the hundreds of thousands of years of caveman and all that stuff so all of our like natural instincts really kind of apply to those kinds of situations and worlds, but we still have those inside of ourselves. You know what I mean? So it's like, so that's evolutionary psychology. And then from there, I got into um, a graduate program doing IO psychology and uh, industrial organizational psychology. And then um, consumer psychology is a subset of IO. So that's how I got into consumer psychology specifically, but it's great. I love it. It's interesting stuff. Yeah. No, I think the whole world of psychology is so fascinating. And I think like, like you said earlier, like, you know, scientists and, you know, people, they're just kind of still discovering new things about the brain. And I think they, yeah. they, they know more about, you know, what's on the underwater than they do about, you know, the human right. minds. And there's still, you see news articles, you know, every so often saying like, oh, they've discovered, you know, X, Y, Z happens in the mind. You're like, oh, right. Oh, cool. It's it's so complex, you know, it's like they still, you know, there's no, like, like the, what is the mind? It's still undefined. Like what, you know, where, where does it exist? Does it exist? Is it, is a place in the brain? Can you turn it on? I mean, there's so many unanswered questions in psychology that is scratching the surface, but it's fascinating stuff. But, you know, specifically the way we've applied it to um, consumerism, consumer behavior, it's like, it kind of all still pl- you know, applies. It still ties in. It's the same thing. It's like, why do we buy the things we buy? You know, why does, why does like, um, why does why does a person spend like a hundred or two hundred dollars on a pair of like shoes when they can spend like twenty on a pair of shoes that are going to be um, functionally exactly the same, right? Like, because there's a lot in those two hundred dollar pairs of shoes that um, represent 
you know, something about you or, you know, they say something about you or your status or whatever it might be. So it's like, goes way beyond like functionality of, of the product itself. So like, you know, when you buy uh, clothes, you know, jeans, you know, Levi's or whatever, it's like, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's fascinating, you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And I, I can, de- <laughs> I can definitely relate to this because I, I like, you know, branded clothes and I, um, know, since when? Yeah, I think since being a teenager, I've always liked you know, branded right. clothing. You know, I remember going to JD Sports and buying you know Nike. I had to get Nike Air Max right. hoodies and this kind of thing. And I yeah. think a lot of it's you know, it can be around the people you're around, and you see the people you're around. You go, oh, I want right. to fit in. I want to be like them. I want to belong. Then you start buying things that they're buying, and then I think there's so much to it. And it's it's personal to each person. I know some people who don't care about what branded clothes they get, um, right. but it's so interesting when you kind of tap into it. Well, even people that claim that they don't care, it's like, you know, they wouldn't be caught dead in a certain brand, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't really care about fashion. Okay, we'll put this on. Like, no, no way. You know what I mean? So it's like, even a non-style is a style, right? Like, even if you wear all black and like no labels, you're still still you're still representing something right like outwardly you know what i mean so it's like you know it has a lot to do with like you said like um kind of um the representation of who you are your flag to the outside world you know like what 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 uh what crowd you fit into or something Mm. like that so it's like a lot to do with why we buy you know consumerism you know but then of course they've taken it taken a lot further like you know like when you watch a commercial it's like why do they put certain um Mm. The, the, the stuff they put in the commercial why is that there? there's no accident right like coca-cola for instance or whatever like they spend millions of dollars figuring out what to put in that commercial before they even begin to think about a commercial because we want to go after this demographic you know we want to have this message we're going after this our brand says this about us you know and all these things are considered and it's not an accident right they could do all the research and then they put it together and it's like you know so they put that all into a commercial so when you watch commercials they're very laden with um psychology like any commercial mm. you watch i mean it's gonna be a ton of psychology in those you know what i mean like again the demographics who your audience is what your message is stuff like that so i, I love watching commercials just for those kinds of things you know yeah no I, I think that's a really good point i think that's something that people you know don't probably don't always think about and i think that is definitely so so important like you said and i it reminds me of that scene from the wolf of wall street where he's on about ah. like, steve, <laughs> steve steve madden shoes and he was like, yeah. you know, there was all the trend. And I, I like, uh, you. I think you call it TJ Max or TZ Max in America. We have, yeah, we have TJ, yeah. TJ, we have TK, it's the same company. And, Interesting. and like, um, when you go in there, it's just Steve Madden bags everywhere. And, <laughs> you know, these are uh, Jimmy Choo and um, I'm still yeah. dying. He died. Uh, Carl Lagerson, Carl Lagerson, is it? Uh-huh, I don't you know, know that. Um, Loggerfield, Loggerfield, I think. But anyway, um, yeah, brand, brand, yeah, in, in brand, branding's yeah. massive, isn't it? And uh, right. I'm trying to think of other examples like Ray Bans, sunglasses. Right, right, yeah. They're they're you know, and it's like just the just the uh, the 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 uh, the logo itself. You know what I mean? It's like you put that logo on something, and people automatically associate you know, Ray-Ban, you know what I mean? It's like, it's more than just the, the physical product, just that little tiny logo, you know what I mean? It's like, it means the world to people, so. Um, but yeah, you brought up Wolf of Wall Street, that's great, and the, that that scene where he has the, the commercial with the, uh, yeah, Steve Madden and, uh, not is it Steve Madden, right? Is that right? It's Steve Madden, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and uh, I love that scene, that's great, it's a great movie, yeah. Yeah, because that, that clip, he was like, um, these ladies were like these big heads and it was yeah. all kind of cartoonified. But yeah. I, I think as well, like, it, it just takes one celebrity to wear a piece of clothing. Right. Uh, and that clothing might not, eat, you know, might not be very expensive. But because that person yeah. is wearing that clothing, it just kind right. of breaks the internet or blows up. Um, th- there, was, there was one recently uh, in, the, in the United Kingdom. We have Barber. Barber okay, jackets. Oh, Barber uh, jackets, yeah. Barber, B-A-R-B-O, and it's got like, um, like it's, I don't know what it's called, but it's basically being approved by the, like, like royalty. It's got a crest. 
Okay. And you get a lot of country people who wear them and a lot of, you know, like David Beckham wears them and things like this. And they're very expensive. And it's like, oh, if you have a pair of, you know, Barber Wellington boots or a pair of Barber jacket, you know, a lot of wealthy people wear them. So I think it's kind of certain items of clothing can be like associated with wealth, can't they? If you've got that particular yeah, brand. Yeah, definitely. And uh, <clears throat> so, and then, you know, like I said, the, the advertisers are well aware of this, right? So they take full advantage of this knowledge and they, you know, the commercials that you watch, if, if you've ever, the interesting thing is if you ever listen to commercials from like the, um, from the forties or fifties, if you ever go back and listen to those old commercials, they're way, the psychology is way different because they weren't, they weren't hip to what's, what was, you know what I mean? So like one of the specific things is they'll describe the product and the, um, the actual attributes of the product, like a cigarette. I hear these cigarette ones for some reason over and over. They talk about the quality, the taste, you know, the, the filter, the long lasting, whatever. And, and that was the old style. Like there's definite change in the style. So now it's like, you know, the idea is like you're showing the sociocultural impact of whatever smoking or whatever it might be. It's like, you know what I mean? Drinking yeah. or whatever it is. There's so many fascinating things. Like um, there's an interesting, um, interesting study. It wasn't actually even a study. It was, it was a, some some guy who owned a uh, a, a a film uh, a, a cinema house you know film where they showed films back in the Your 50s theater, or 60s yeah. a theater and he um he got the bright idea to start splicing in uh little frames of like popcorn or sugar or uh, coca-cola or whatever it was like go buy you know this or that and he'd splice them into the movies this is before i mean this was all on his own yet it was not he was just this bright idea and he noticed in fact that his sales started spiking Right. So it was a thing that actually showed that these commercials actually attack the unconscious. You know, you don't even you, people weren't even aware that they're seeing them. They're going and buying. So they actually had to outlaw that. It's on the books, at least here in the States. I don't know. You know, where uh, actual subliminal advertising is on, uh, illegal. You cannot do that because really? it's effective. Really? Yes. Yeah. Right. So but, you know, obviously they found ways around that. So it's like they're not attacking you straight to the unconscious. But now they like find, you know, more subtle ways to like attack your subconscious, essentially, you know. But still, they're still yeah. heavily geared towards you know hitting your your your, your mind, mammalian yeah. your ma ma mammalian brain or whatever you want to say you know your, yeah. your more unconscious brain you know yeah no I I totally agree and I I see that in films I see that even in video games video yeah. games do it now and um, I played that game Death Stranding which is a bit of a strange game and uh, Norman Reedus is in it and. There's a part of the game, and if you want to increase your stamina in the game, you drink an energy drink, and the energy drink is Monster, and they're advertising yeah. Monster in the game, uh, and I think yeah, it's 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 everywhere, and um, yeah, I mean there there must have been a huge financial arrangement for both parties. I mean, you know, obviously, like they're both, you know, that, that happens all the time. It's a great example. It's like Monster, whatever it is, they realize that's a perfect place a product product placement and it's probably huge you know what i mean they do that movies all the time you see like taco bell or whatever you know in a movie i mean it's great i love it I love, so i love this stuff it's fascinating <laughs> to me, you know what I mean? so i got yeah. this stuff no it is yeah. it's definitely fascinating like um I'm trying to think of another one uh pulp fiction samuel <laughs> jackson <laughs> what is it what is it yeah is um is it, i don't know if it's a real place at all big kahuna burger <laughs> Yeah, it's not a real and, place. Um, <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah. But then he's, then he talks about McDonald's. They're talking about McDonald's and they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Burger King. Food. You know, it's funny. Something that Quentin, what Quentin does is he's, I mean, it's not even a real freaking brand, but it's probably like his red apple cigarettes. You know, you know, red apple cigarettes. Yeah. It's in all, it's in all of his movies. So it's like, that's not even a real brand. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like super popular. You know, it's the same thing. You know what I mean? He, he's promoting yeah. his own brand doesn't even really exist you know so it's like great you know it's it's so cool and i think um it's like even uh you know like i said advertise it's like repetition isn't it we the more you hear something the more you see it the Absolutely. more you kind of think about buying it and uh Absolutely. there's a there's a i don't know if you heard of it called manscape and it's those uh the company that make you know grooming products for men's you know certain areas and uh Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan's had it on his out his podcast. Uh, Joey Diaz had it on his, and I kept seeing it on YouTube pop up. And then after like after a few weeks, I you know I was like part of me was thinking about buying it, and then I was like I don't I don't actually want it. I was just kind of thinking about buying it because I've seen it so much over the past couple of weeks. Right. 
can I last you? Hold on a sec. No, it's fine. It's, your video's gone, but it's fine. There it's okay. Is. Yeah, so it's on now. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, it's it's very interesting, you know, why people wear certain clothes and certain yeah. brands and the yeah, psychology behind it. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. It's, it's huge. You know, it's, it's, it almost drives. And it's, I think it's bigger in certain places, you know, like in definitely like in the U.S. and the Western, quote unquote, Western, Western world, you know what I mean? As it, as it is to like other places, but um, it's something that's becoming a global thing, you know what I mean? Because obviously with the internet and everything else and everyone has like exposure to, now people have exposure to everything, um, mm. every, 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 um, whatever, every product, everything. So it's, yeah. it's happening everywhere. You know what I mean? It's like maybe places where it didn't matter so much 20, 30 years ago. It's like, you know what I mean? Maybe now you go to like some remote, literally like some remote jungle area of Peru or Ecuador and you're going to see yeah. kids that give a crap about whatever, you know what I mean? Product It literally is everywhere now. So it's, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking as well, um, when we're talking about this, the brand Supreme and how that brand is blown, blown up out of, you know, the stratosphere and the products that the price of some of their products are like insane. And what is that? I don't, we don't, I'm not familiar with Supreme. What is that? So Supreme is a clothes. It's a, it's a, it started off as a clothing brand. I think during the eighties or the nineties, uh, I might be wrong. And, um, it's, it's just a red banner. Mm-hmm. My brother's got a sticker somewhere. It's in the drawer. No, it's not in the drawer. Um, it's just a red banner with the red white writing. It says Supreme, and it's just bold. Uh-huh. But um, their products sell for like hundreds. Like a Supreme T-shirt in a certain pattern sells for like you know two grand. They they made crowbars with Supreme on it for like four hundred dollars. But all, I think I think what it is their their stock is limited. And they they will put it online, and when it's gone, it's gone. You have right. to then get it somewhere else. Right. They do limited runs. They do like uh, limited runs of them. Yeah. A lot yeah. Of, yeah. That's a genius, man. That kind of but stuff it, happens all the time, you know. Yeah, and it, it's so interesting, and it makes you wonder, like, when people wear certain clothes, that it makes them probably feel a certain way. Do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, remember the feeling. Somebody said this to me recently uh remember the feeling when you would go to uh, uh the mall and you'd buy like a new pair of nikes or whatever and you would like start running around the when you were a kid you know you start running around the short store and you jump up and down and kind of yeah these feel great and it's completely psych psychological because those <laughs> shoes don't make you run any faster right and then, you know like this like so it's it, there is something that triggers in your mind it's like something that you think you know this actually like for instance like um there was a study where they found uh they found that people uh, associated heavy the weight of a, the weight of an object, especially like in technology, the weight of the object with the price. So like a yeah. laptop that weighed a little bit more, they'd be like, "Oh, this must be more expensive because it weighs more." So then, you know, maybe it had nothing to do with the actual um, the actual product itself, but people realized, okay, let's put like a couple pounds of dead weight in this thing to make it uh, more. Um, you know, more, more uh, uh, friendly to the, to the consumer, like, because yeah. they, they associate weight with just things like that. You know, I mean, there's so many things that we just, we assume we associate these perceived benefits. And um, mm. it's all, you know, that's no, really uh, it, part of this. Damn, I'm sorry. Come on, getting these calls no, it's here. So, it's, it's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. I, I think I think I figured out. Yep. No, that's all right. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, it's, it's, um, I completely agree. And I think like that's kind of, it goes back, doesn't it? Back to like um, times where people would you know, like, barter and they'd buy things and they'd, they would like, you know, pick it up and then, and then feel it in like currency and things like that probably. Right. Yeah. It's all psychological. So much, so much of it is psychological, you know, it's like, uh, you know, um, that's kind of the whole idea of why we buy these kind of things that, you know, like I remember one of the, one of these great examples was, um, a few years back like suvs in the u.s were like a huge deal like everyone had to have the suv because of the safety factor but then when you look at the numbers they were actually like way more like dangerous because of the uh 
the rollover factor, whatever it was, it was like they were actually you know, statistically like way more dangerous. But there were years where if you didn't have an SUV, you were like, what are you doing? Drive? You know what I mean? It's like everyone had these huge, massive tanks. And it was all yeah. because of it was all, you know, like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like would drive a Hummer. It's like, what do you need a Hummer like in like downtown L.A. traffic? You know what I mean? Like or or you know, these people just have these huge, massive SUVs that like burn like tons of gas and like it was just ridiculous but you had to have one and it was like you know it's just a product of like you said it's just a product of it was just a product of of, of clever advertising really you know what i mean it's really mm. advertising um it, it's really fascinating you know what, what they can do with that and uh, you know and it extends beyond consumer you know it kind of extends beyond consumerism because advertising and branding really brand like i i don't want to get political at all but Mm. one of the things like trump was they say one of the reasons trump trump was like so effective was that slogan like a slogan alone if somebody can grab onto mm. a slogan that can like remember it more and like just makes them more like li- likely to uh to use your whatever it might be product or whatever brand or whatever so make america great or whatever it was like just a slogan that people were able to, to bite into and you know those are always kind of like you know getting again tapping into the unconscious the subconscious you know what i mean mm. uh, yeah, yeah. There's def- there's definitely um, like programming behind it, isn't there? In some way, like it it, it just it just kind of clicks because um, right. you know it's very very short and simple, and you remember it. And it's like right. you know you can even put. I've seen loads of hashtags, you know, the MAGA, and it's like oh, you see that, right. and you just know. Um, yeah, even beyond the words, it became a, a, a it became a, a what is that a um, hashtag. Yeah, but what's the word? Letters, an acronym, you know? An acronym, like, yeah. You know, just MAGA, like just MAGA. It was just that alone was like, you know what I mean? So catchy. It was like, you know what I mean? So it's really, you know, slogans and uh, what are those uh, songs, you know? Um, yes. You know, what are they called? Um, when people have little little melodies for their product, you know? Uh, um, like instrumentals. Like, yeah. Like cool. the, like, int- yeah. Yeah, you know? The like, chords. you know. Right, whatever that little notes were, it reminds you of, of of the product, and you know, so it's great. Uh, you know, it, it's so it's so it's so fascinating. Uh, when you when you break it down, you think about it and how it grabs your attention. I'm trying to think of uh, different examples. Yeah, uh, PlayStation, PlayStation, right. the original PlayStation noise. Right. When you yeah. turn on the PlayStation, that noise. Yeah. And, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Or, you know, a famous, a really good one is uh, uh, in Vegas, Las Vegas casinos, you know, like the, when you win that beat ding those are like specific notes that are not, you know, it's not by accident. Those are, uh, if you know, between major minor chords, there's like major chords and like happy notes, you know what I mean? Like, so they're using major chords to like imply like feelings of, um, you know, happiness or excitement. Or if, you, yeah. or if you play like a minor chord in a movie, like, dun, 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 it's like very like, so the sound, and stuff, you know what I mean? Just it all ties in, you know, it's like, you know, they really you master. Inst- you instantly feel bad when you hear that. Uh, you know? Yeah. And it's like, where, why? Where did that come from? Three notes. You know what I mean? Why does that make you feel, you know, a certain way? It's like three notes. It's not anything, you know, associated with, you know, anything other than, you know, out of context. What is it? You know what I mean? It's just a couple of notes or, or you kind of mentioned um, you know, films. Uh, if you're Stanley Kubrick, he used a lot of, if you know Stanley Cooper yeah. does use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used a lot of, uh, he was one of the big directors who started using a lot of like, um, uh, like really specific um, instrumental tracks in his movies. Like, so the famous one was 2001 Space Odyssey, where the, hori- the, the event horizon, you see the sun come over the, whatever that is, like an event horizon. And that, um, I forget who the, who the composer was, like a very, and now it's used everywhere to, to, uh, to represent that mm-hmm. kind of like, you know those sounds that specific those notes like it just implies these kind of things and you're unconscious you know what i mean yeah yeah no it's it's it's, it's very deep isn't it when you like look into it it yeah, um yeah. it definitely just tap into a lot of different things and i i found that was it with uh um the dark knight film with the joker that that noise when the joker's on that heath ledger oh okay yeah not, is that 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 it's like a not a violin but the big one it's like a cello and it's okay. this it's this very distressing right. sound and it's like you hear that sound and you just know that it's kind of related yeah. to that and it's quite powerful how sounds kind of uh attach themselves to certain things and we just kind of remember it a lot more absolutely well you know 
it's like the sounds themselves, these artists come up with these sounds because it represents or whatever they to create these sounds. And then advertisers take those kind of pre-packaged sounds and then apply them to what, you know what I mean? When they apply to like a, a Beatles song to a, a car commercial, I'm sure John Lennon or Paul, you know what I mean? Didn't intend yeah. for that to be why he wrote that song or whatever, but mm. you know, it, it just had a vibe. It had a feeling. So they take that feeling and they, package it and they apply it to the car commercial now you're selling cars with you know imagine or whatever it is you know mm -hmm. whatever john Lennon song or whatever you know what i mean so it's like you know they just it's it's not so much of a you know like you can't just like make a there has to be something that are inherently there in the in the in the thing itself you know it has to be present mm -hmm. in, the, in itself you know yeah yeah no definitely i think i think i think it's like really interesting i find like uh like for me, I remember when I was at school, like all the kids had a uh, Nike Total 90s and they were the these AstroTurf shoes and they had like the 90 symbol and like a Nike tick and they'd have different colors and they release a different model each year, like model, uh, version each year and they'll look different. And even, they even had the footballs to go with it as well with the shoe shoe design. And like if you had that, those trainers or that, football yeah. you was like you know the, the kid on the block right yeah yeah and uh, it all again back to my evolutionary psychology it all kind of ties into that like you know before they had nike and whatever there was still something it's almost like the um <clears throat> it's almost like in nature where you know a lion a male lion has this beautiful mane because it represents strength and it represents power and whatever maturity and whatever else and it's, it's almost the same thing you just we don't have those you know so if you take away nike and coca-cola and whatever brands you're still going to have that same basic base human need to belong you know what i mean maybe 500 years ago it was like whatever it was there was always something you know what i mean it's not, it's not a new invention that's what i was kind of saying earlier about the evolutionary psychology it's like these are things that are tapping into like old unconscious drives that have nothing to do with modern day they just figure out how to tap into them you know what i mean so if you took away all of those brands and you even if you lived 500 years ago there was some level of status symbol whatever it was you know i mean maybe you had a real cool you know horse and buggy or something you know whatever it was you know what i mean mm. or you're the modern most modern um log cabin or something whatever it was there was always something that represented your wealth your status um to other people you know what i mean um and mm. i don't want to again a lot of times with males it goes into like a male female thing where you're you want to um, show your it's like a lion you want to show your status to the female you know so she shows shows that you're strong or powerful and in, in with with us it's like more like we have money or whatever it might be like currency like social currency or whatever it is so it all just ties into that really it all ties back into like you know um these kind of representations of ourselves how we want to see ourselves and how we want other people to see us you know what i mean and what it says about us for in our social status and stuff like that really kind of so basic human you know basic human drives really you know just kind of um represented in a more you know modern modern way you know yeah yeah, no, exactly. And I think like um, what you said as well, uh, you know, like kind of like the male kind of female side of things. And it is like, you know, like it's like that modern kind of version of that, isn't it? Like people wearing certain clothes to kind of appeal to certain people. Absolutely. Um, would you say like aftershave kind of comes into that as well? I don't go too deep on that. You know, you think, a, like, you know it's, a, it's a funny thing. I've, I've thought about this a lot. It's like, why does things like aftershave and cologne and stuff like that? I mean, there's been huge debates about this because... I mean, it's like, at, at the most basic level, and it sounds weird to say it, but there's been, your natural human whatever smell is supposed to be more attractive than a weird bottle of, of, of you know, cologne, cologne yeah. that is like manufactured. And it's like, if you were to run tests on it, you might even find that the opposite or whatever, the, 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 the gender you're trying to attract might be more re receptive or responsive to your actual uh, pheromone bodies because but but of course nobody's gonna go out to you know <laughs> to the work to the workplace like hey listen this is my natural whatever of course so it's like a weird yeah i don't know that's a really interesting question it's like we i guess we're somehow kind of in the pavlovian you know like a mm. bell response thing to be kind of trained to us i don't know that's a really great, uh, yeah. really great point why we respond to like aftershaves and colognes more than we do to like a natural fragrance where we yeah. would think that that would be more more um more more um more effective you know so yeah no it's, def yeah. it's definitely definitely interesting yeah 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 stuff like that so yeah things like that um 
I mean, <laughs> you can go down that topic. There's a lot of things like that that we do that are kind of like almost counterintuitive, but that have become kind of um, kind of ingrained in our like, you know, how we, uh, like you said, the cologne or other things like that, you know, that don't necessarily seem like they should be that way, but they end up being part of our accepted kind of, um, you know, milieu or whatever. Yeah. 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 Because I, I remember when I had like uh, Versace and, and I remember like, you know, feeling on top of the world because it smells so nice. And I was like, oh, Versace, Versace is expensive. And yeah. And uh, it's like if you had, you you smell it on other people. And you're like, oh, they've got Versace. Oh, I, I need that as well. And then. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a really, it's really weird when you think about it, when you break it down. You're like, it's just a, it's just a smell. And, and how yeah. we. It's like, that was a. I remember when I was going to nightclubs when I was 18, 19, and right. you had the guy in the toilets and he had a, bottles of like all these different colognes yeah. and you pay him like a pound or whatever and he'd, he'd, he'd spray you with this uh, aftershave. And I remember like, you know, being sprayed, I remember with Armani and then it's weird because like, from that I felt, you know, pretty cool. I was like, yeah, I've got Armani on me. Right. And I think it, it does kind of go to the brand because I think if it's an expensive brand, you then, I don't know, like associate it with, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah. That kind of well, it's, like, it's like, can people, one of the questions I, I would ask is like, can people distinguish between expensive colognes? If you took the bottle away and just had a bunch of test tubes, you know, testers, like can somebody distinguish like the more expensive cologne without knowing, okay, I, I recognize that scent. Obviously that's, whatever you know familiar if, if it wasn't familiar if it was just based on price can people distinguish between the more expensive cologne and the less expensive cologne just by smell or is it the packaging the bottling the name the brand and everything associated with that you know what i mean so that's something you know and that goes beyond cologne that goes to a lot of things you know like um i don't know i'm not a wine drinker but i think people have pretty good noses for wines like what's good at wine versus not good wine but um things like that you know like when you yeah i don't know it, it, that, that happens all the time you know it's like you pay extra premium just for the packaging or the, mm. or the whatever you know yeah no there's, there's a lot to it isn't there like it's not just clothes it's not just the uh cologne um yeah you know sport brands i think i often i often think about makeup like what is the psychological impact of like women wearing like where did that derive from like what was the ri origin of that when yeah. did it become the thing to wear whatever coloring to make to make yourself more attractive because again i, I don't know i really i've thought about <laughs> oh, that's maybe why you know i've spent a lot of time just pondering things like that like why where did it come from you know um yeah because it's like i mean i i remember going you know to um what was it to a shop with my ex-girlfriend and it was like this expensive like lipstick shop and uh she was choosing this um lipstick oh was it mac 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 and it was like 30 30 pounds for like just a lipstick I'm just, like, yeah i yeah i, I that's, that's a different I, like <laughs> and you get you know you get it's 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 like one of those things where it just doesn't make sense it's like but um we're all kind of um we're all kind of subject to it you know it's as hard as you want to fight it we're all kind of are subject to these same kinds of things one way or another like i said i mean even if you're like a little uh you know like um what's the kind of subculture like a uh, like a, like even if you're like a like a like a little punk rock kid you know what i mean like or like a little gothic or punk rock or whatever your fashion although it may not be like you know whatever the name brands other nike or whatever that very same fashion is still fashion and you're still very much tied to like the rules of wear this don't wear that you know if you, I, mm. I kind of I kind of um, was a fan of rock and roll, you know, and hanging out in kind of these rock and roll places. And it's like, you had to wear black. Like yeah. you showed up in like a, like an orange shirt and be like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like, so there's <laughs> rules, you know, there's rules to everything. You know what I mean? And, and um, it's kind of, I guess, you know, ties back to this whole concept of, you know, why we do these things we do. Yeah. yeah. But, no, I, I, I agree. And I think it's so interesting. And I, I, do you, do you find that with like suits, there's something to like, you know, when somebody wears a small waistcoat or a small suit, it, yeah. it kind of grabs your attention. There's something about it. There's something yeah. about it when somebody wears a nice suit or yeah. it just, it, it just kind of cuts throughout, you know, it kind of cuts through everything that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look at the, uh, 
look at the Italian mobsters, you know, the, you know, the, the, the kind of the mafia guys. I mean, they were dressed, you know, they were dressed to a T and they had expensive freaking suits on because of what it represented. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, it's like a part of the culture where, you, where you're expressing something. And uh, yeah, I've always been a fan of that. I mean, I, I've, I've always enjoyed a good uh, tie or suit because, you know, it's not my norm, but it's kind of like a little special occasion dressing up and looking kind of sharp. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, everything has its, you know, appropriate, you know, time and place. And it's like uh, suits, mm. stuff like that, shoes, you know, like the nice shoes. I mean, I, as much as I kind of try not to pay attention to like high fashion, I still wear certain things because of like, I like Doc Martens. I think those are like an English mm. brand, aren't they? Like Doc Martens, they're huge out here too, but I love, I, it's what they represent. I think they look cool, but it's like Doc Martens. I just, just love wearing them. You know what I mean? It's like kind of this weird brand thing. It's like, you know, Doc yeah. Martens. So stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You know? I'm trying to think of another thing that you just mentioned is like uh, Timberlands. Yeah. And uh, they're like massive and they're still expensive. They're still kind of at that benchmark price because they, they last and there's their quality. And um, if I see someone with Timberlands, I'm like, oh, I wish I had some of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly and it's funny because it's like i didn't realize over there because over here too it's like there's certain subcultures again that swear by the timberlands like in new york and like you know somebody's kind of like especially the hip-hop guys whatever i mean they love their timberlands man it's like and it's like a status it's like huge you know what i mean uh i remember Oops. um yeah sorry about that i remember uh, i think it was i think uh some some like uh hip-hop really hip-hop groups put it on the map like you know wu-tang clan like i mean timberlands became like the you know what i mean at some point it's like or like converse you know what i mean it's like converse are like certain brands you just can't get away from and uh they just represent something cool you know what i mean it's like there's something cool mm. about putting on converse you know what i mean yeah it, it just it is what it is you know what i mean you just kind of live by it you know it's weird isn't it because i i got a job in a hotel and uh our footwear was converse it gave us like Converse flat, flat sneakers. And I was like, oh, this is, this is awesome. I got Converse at work. And I felt it gave me like a spring on my step at work because I had Converse. It was really weird. Yeah. That's probably why, you know, who knows? But it's like, you know, the uniform is like people feel cool in them. You know what I mean? So I love that kind of stuff, man. It's great. It's all around you when you think about it. It's like one of those things that uh, I like. It's always funny. So you go to other countries and it's like not as much. I don't know. I've, I've, I've never been to like, Europe and I've never been to but from what I understand you'd probably obviously know more like certain parts of like let's say Germany or something like that like the mm. houses aren't so <clears throat> the house like in the U.S. people put a lot of effort into the outside of their house right so yeah. when you drive through like neighborhoods in like LA Los Angeles or whatever you'll see like outside they like put a lot of money into the outside and mm. um and then also I mean whatever the inside also but like mostly the outside right but I've heard like just places maybe like where they don't give a crap about the outside. Like, okay, yeah, the outside's like cinder block and whatever. But when you go inside, it's like really decked out and beautiful. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. you know, what? So, you know, to me, that's kind of fascinating why certain certain cultures care less about how it's perceived by others. So there's always uh, differences, like certain ratios of difference, you know what I mean, between groups, some groups. Yeah. But like, yeah. or another fascinating one is like people in Japan are huge on uh, like old cholo. I don't know cholos are like Mexican. Mexican uh, gangster, Mexican uh, oh, gang, yes, yeah, 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 Mexican gang cultures, and you go to Japan, these people Yakuza. are trying to dress, yeah, but they're trying to dress like cholos, like it's their fashion now. They dress like you haven't seen this; it's great, it's fascinating. Like they, they dress like eighties, seventies, and eighties cholos, and they're like not like gang people; they're like normal, like normal citizens, like cops or whatever, or normal people, and they have like their nightlife. They dress like these. Like the way my mom dressed or whatever. You know what I mean? Big cholo, whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's insane to see it like that. You know what I mean? Or back in the day, they were into like um, what is it like the 50s Pompadour Elvis kind of style. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, it's fascinating how this stuff spreads, you know. It is it is it is pretty cool, it's pretty awesome. I, and I'm I like it how like I like it when you see for this is a good example, uh Peaky Blinders. The series what Peaky Blinders, yeah, a TV no, no. series called Peaky Blinders, no, and it's um, it's uh, it's big and it's it's British uh, TV series with uh, Cillian Murphy, and it's about the Razor Gangs in the 1930s, okay. and their uh, iconic um, 
they wear flat caps, flat old flat caps, and they yeah. wear these long trench coats and yeah. you know waistcoat. And from that, like a lot of people are being, you know, buying flat caps. And when you see flat right. caps now, you think, oh, it's Peaky Blinders. It's from that that TV series. And yeah, it, it, it's yeah. um, yeah, it's interesting how we get you know hooked into liking certain brands because of television series and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, it's great. It's like a product placement. They do it all the time and, they, you know, they, they work it out. They do, they do it really well. Good job of it. You know what I mean? They figure out, you know, who their audience is and who they're reaching. And then, you know, we put this product in there and they, you know, they get it, they get it going. You know what I mean? It's great. There's all kinds of, uh, I mean, the whole the industry, the whole the Hollywood uh, movie industry, I mean, it's, it's like all based on that. You know what I mean? It's like, hmm. you know, just like making things look cooler than freaking, you know what I mean? Put something in a movie with Quentin Tarantino yeah. or whatever. Like, you know, it looks so cool, man. Like Brad Pitt had yeah. one of those, I need one, you know what I mean? Or Leonardo DiCaprio award that I have to have one. You know, it's kind of the way it goes. And it's like, and then social media. And I just, now it's really the kind of like, you know, what's, what's the Kardashian girl, the Jenner, um, the youngest one. She's Caitlyn like a billionaire. Mm. Caitlyn, no, wait, which one? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> uh, similar. She, you know the the Kylie Jenner, I think it is. She's a billionaire from her pro, from her from her um from her makeup line. I mean, I don't know exactly what she's into, but I think it's mostly through her. But she did it because of her social media influence or social media currency. She was able to like just by putting. She had you know millions and millions of followers. You put up one product placement, it goes crazy. Obviously, she's a smart girl. She turned that into an empire, and she's. The richest one out of all of them is like the youngest daughter, I think, just from her, just from her, um, her utilizing social. Yeah, exactly, and just utilizing social media and utilizing her, 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 her popularity. Like, yeah, it is, it is, it is interesting, and it's powerful how, like, you know, you can use social media to kind of leverage that. I'm trying to think of uh, things that I've seen on there. I, I, I quite like, you know, Champion, Champion, the the sports brand. And oh yeah. Use, I've, yeah. I've got like a vintage, a vintage hoodie, uh, which is I think it's from America, and it, it, you know the feel of it, it feels like it's from like the eighties. Like you know they don't make that kind of heavy. That it's heavy as well, and that's one yeah. thing about it. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, it's it is interesting. It's um, yeah, I got this ultimate campaign for like um, sunglasses. I wasn't even in the market for sunglasses, but I got this like great campaign. It was, um, madsen some some glasses they're not like they're kind of like a skate skate surf whatever kind of brand but i just got instagram i just hit my instagram like after a while I'm like damn those are cool you know what i mean and the god yeah. i went out and bought a bought a pair you know i love them so it's like you know it's all these kinds of like great strategies for for uh, advertising and now you can advertise now like i think back in the day you'd either have like a commercial or like mm. a billboard or something like where like now you could just there's all kinds of avenues for advertising and people are taking advantage of it and uh great you know yeah i just came to mind uh k swiss right yeah like they, they and, and gary v like teamed up with them and they got get um k swiss shoes with gary v's uh like signature on on, on the shoe and uh and like i remember having like the tongue twister where you could turn the tongue around you could twist it and then they had these weird color things on the side where you could pull the different things down on the, on the side of the shoe yeah they just choose it in the day but like there's some appeal <laughs> yeah no it's great you know it's 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 what you know it's what we do it's what why yeah. we do what we, you know and it's do, never gonna do, change yeah no exactly, exactly. Yeah. do you do you read any books at all are you into books at all uh, yeah I'm, I'm into books but like more like um i think uh i'm into kind of like um they, I don't know if you, there's a Russian guy named Dostoevsky and they call him like the original psychologist because he wrote mm. a lot of, um, he wrote a, something called Crime and Punishment. I, I like I like Russian writers for some odd reason. I like these, a lot of these Russian writers, I think um, for whatever reason, they're saying, uh, maybe the weather sucks and they had nothing better to do, just sit there in the cold winter and write <laughs> like these masterpieces, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. maybe you live in, a, if you live on a beach in, 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 in uh you know some tropical island you're not so concerned mm. with like writing like some masterpiece but if you live in like some goulash in russia you're like all right yeah i'm gonna write my masterpiece so i like a lot of these russian guys um yeah dostoevsky mostly he wrote a lot of cool stuff uh, and 
There's, yeah, but it's not... Have you heard exactly. of that guy who did uh, Metro, the Metro games? Dimitri... What's his name? Dimitri something. He did those... He wrote... There's a game, video game called Metro 2000 uh-huh. and something, and it's based on a novel, and it's, it's uh-huh. set in Russia, with, uh-huh. like, post-apocalyptic Russia, and it's based on a novel. Yeah, I'll try and find it. Yeah, if you, if you can send me that, it'd be great. I'd love to read stuff. For some reason, all these Russian writers, I don't know, whatever it is about them, they, they, I think they cut through all the, the, the BS. They cut through all the, like, the, there's no extra fat. They just write kind of real sober kind of pieces, existentialism. I don't know. It's great. I love this stuff. But uh, something about Eastern European kind of writers, mm. I don't know, for some reason. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree with you because there's a book that I want to buy called uh, The Magic Mountain. And um, it was a, I think it was Ger- like a German guy wrote it. And uh, it, I watched that film, The Cure for Wellness. I don't know if you've seen it. Hmm. No, it's good. Like a psychological horror. It's a bit, it's, a bit, uh, inter- it's, it's interesting. And hmm. yeah, like you said, there's, there's a lot of Eastern European writers out there and they kind of come from a place. And I think, you know, like, you know, I think from the war and, those yeah. times and you know really yeah. rough uh, rough harsh times right but um but no re- reading's important i find if you, you know you can really get into a good book yeah right right now i'm reading um again russian writer i'm reading uh uh what is it called uh oh um oh my god i can't remember what it's called it's called uh <laughs> uh oh what is it called um I can't remember right now. No, you just let, let us know. And I'll, I'll put it in the uh, the bio. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't. Remember. Uh, what is it called? Uh, doctor, Doctor something. Doctor. Oh, Doctor Shivago. Doctor Shivago. Mm. Uh, it's a Russian. Russian. It's a classic. It's a Russian. Russian writer. It's uh, really good. It's really. It's something about the um, like one of the Russian revolutions, and this guy becomes a doctor. It's, it's great. That's the Russian writers. They like. Uh, yeah. For some. I definitely, I'll, I'll have to check it out. I definitely have to check out uh, some Russian, you know, some Russian authors, like you said, and get into it. And uh, yeah, as as well, like, um, do you have any like role models, you know, professionally or personally, or anyone like mentors you kind of like look up to? Uh, you know, I have mentors. Um, there's different people in different walks of life that I uh, mentors, kind of a buzzword that I don't really, you know, I have. Mm. I actually have some mentors that are more like actual mentors, but they're not like famous people or anything like that. Like I. When I was going through like my master's program, a neighbor of mine who's a real good guy and he's an older gentleman and he had a PhD in, um, in psychology. And so he was kind of a mentor of mine, like in the strictest sense, like he would actually like help me through my homework. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, whatever it was, because like, it was a lot of like um, uh, science and psychology, you know, so I would actually like have questions of like, how do I, you know, what's the actual procedure or whatever. And so he would actually mentor me in the strictest sense. So I guess I have had mentors, but nobody like no names are recognizable but there are some people in the public domain that i kind of um mm. do look to for uh inspiration or answers the guy right now um called david goggins and he's not exactly yeah right you know goggins and he's i mean i've you know i think throughout like a lot of the a lot of the world i was going through some kind of rough patches you know this past year and everything else and he was very inspirational to me just i was like just concepts i guess i had never even thought of like his big thing is strengthening your mind, which seems kind of cliche, but the way he goes about it is like fascinating. He's like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's like, okay, you have to really like just do things that suck. You know what I mean? Uh, on a regular basis, like to kind of strengthen your mind. I'm like, holy shit, it's a kind of a novel concept to me. Like, and he really kind of opened me up to that. Um, there's another guy, uh, well, there's a couple guys like that. There's, there's, there's some inspirational characters that I really kind mm. of, we kind of talked about Joe Rogan earlier. I, I like him not so much as a, mentor or something like that but just kind of a person i think is interesting but i think goggins i've really looked at a lot lately for um just that kind of like straight like get up get out of bed kick in the ass you know what i mean like just get out of bed go do it go run and you know whatever it is and and um, no 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 mincing words you know what i mean no like kind mm-hmm. of like oh like just like no dude like get your ass up and go do it you know what i mean so that really has been yeah. helpful to me so yeah yeah no he's oh yeah he's i've um I've seen a few of his clips on Joe Rogan, and uh, yeah, I think he's got. A, I think he's got a book actually called Relentless. I think he might have a I book called Relentless. I don't know what it's called, but you know, Rogan talked about it a lot, and uh, I 
would like to read it. I mean, I kind of get that concept of what it's about, but I wouldn't mind reading it. But yeah, he's got a book out. It's supposed to be really great. Rogan talked all about it. Because he he went through U.S. Navy SEAL training like three times or something like that. Right. He, he went right. Some, he, he's something crazy. Crazy. Yeah. He has a crazy story. Yeah. He dropped like a couple hundred pounds and just crazy. I mean, like it's not even like I mean I don't want to give it's his story. I'm like you know what I mean. But he, yeah. he just has a story that's like really inspirational. Reading really and he's not one of those guys that started on top. You know, you kind of started like you know, whatever his dad was abusive and whatever it is, you know, whatever hardships he went through. And he just really, it wasn't like some guy that just, oh, I'm doing great and he's great. It's more like, no, I've, I've had my ups and downs and, you know, I've, I've been back and forth. And so he's been helpful, but, um, Hey, you know what, Adam, I got to wrap it up. Uh, yeah. It's been great. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, it's been awesome. Cool. But, um, where, 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 where can we find you on uh, social media? Bye. Yeah. So, um, my business, I, I'm a marketing consultant. Um, you can find me at www.mymarketingauditors.com and uh, social media, same thing. My marketing auditors, we do like, um, marketing audits and, uh, marketing mm. consulting and, uh, we're really great. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Check no, awesome, man. But, right. um, but no, it's been, it's been, it's been great to connect with you, Jesse. And I really appreciate, you know, coming on the podcast yeah, and, um, stay in touch. I appreciate it, buddy. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Take it easy, Jess. All right. Later, buddy. Hi there, I'd just like to say a massive thank you for listening to my podcast. I really hope that my podcast has a positive impact and provides positive value to you and your life. I'm also a certified and accredited life coach and I am offering free discovery call consultations up to 15 minutes. And through these calls, I will touch base with you and see where you're at in your current situation. And as a life coach, I can help you in areas with, you know, mental health, anxiety, depression, goal setting, relationship coaching, and, you know, many other areas of life. So if you're interested in having a free consultation, please get in touch at thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com or you can reach me on LinkedIn with the name Adam Parr or my Instagram at positivity94. So if you're interested in having a consultation and you know, you're at a place in your life where you know, you're wanting to reach out for help, um, please get in touch and um, I'll be happy to, to help you. Um, have a great day and um, all the best. Take care.